0: This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rent. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy.
1: All right, welcome back to an Ask Bros Extreme, the show where we rip Arsenal apart with impunity. We call it as it is, and we don't make any apologies for it. But before I introduce my guests, obviously everybody is aware of the news of the passing of Diego Maradona. So, personally, an icon, a true legend, and what more can be said about that? But I've just heard that fellow Gunnar, fellow Arsenal fan, everybody has passed away. So, commiserations to him and his family and... It's, it's, it's not been a good day boys. It's not been a good day at all, man. And we're not going to make it any better by speaking about what we're going to speak about, man. But first and foremost, man, let me introduce the boy, Scotty, how you doing, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you?
1: All good here, man. Can't complain, bro. Can't complain. Max?
0: Oh, mate, yeah, early in the morning. Just woke up to hear that Diego Maradona's dead and now Heavy D's dead as well, so... Not the best morning to wake up to, but happy to have wonderful gooners like Trev Hill in the room.
1: Yes, sir. Welcome, Trev, man. I need to have you on this show, bro. I need to have you on here at some point. And make it his Ars Bros Extreme debut and Arse, sporting in an ugly pedo-tash, man. Potts,
3: what's going on with this, man? Oh man, listen, next week it goes Next week it goes All for a good cause and all that But this is, listen, I'm missing it, man I'm missing my beard I don't like my Freddie Mercury Tash It looks like I've been kissing hamsters I'm done with it, mate I'm done with it I need to get rid of this next week But it's a pleasure to be on here, man It's not been a great year of 2020 And it's been a horrendous day As far as football's concerned And of course, as far as Arsenal's concerned I met Heavy D a few times uh, Sat next to Harry Sumi at the Emirates As a season ticket holder So obviously, uh yeah, a really uh, sad day, to be honest, and uh, uh, a footballing hero is also gone as well. So, um, yeah, great uh, introduction there, Manny, and thoughts go out to both families. But cheers for having me on, man.
1: No, man, you're always welcome, bro, and, and, and we're not going to make it any easier, are we? We're not going to make it any better. We're going to speak about, as it's titled, the gruesome quartet. The four players on the chopping block today, William,
0: Sammy the fuck Ketan are you Montes doing? Red. Are you talking into my your my st- butthole? Is that my style? No, are you talking that- into your own butthole, Manny? That sounds fucking terrible. Fucking... Yeah, <coughs>
3: your, your, your audio is awful, man. I thought it was my headphones, awful. but... Can you guys
0: hear me now? Yeah. It still sounds, like, still sounds like chicken and waffles, chicken and waffles.
3: But well, I forgot my headphones, man, but you're just going to have to deal with it, bro. <laughs> That's better, though, man. That's much better. Whatever you're talking into now, stay with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, now you're not talking into the butthole anymore. Just keep talking into whatever you're talking into.
3: (laughs) Oh, fuck you! All right. Max, what's with with the pinky blinders hat, by the way? Sorry, Manny. What's with the pinky blinders hat, man?
0: Well, because I get up to do all these podcasts because, you know, how fucking... Uh, like the Earth fucking works, Dan, Captain fucking genius. It's not fucking nine o'clock at night over here, is it? It's fucking early in the morning. I don't know how you look you when you roll when out. Of, I don't know how do you I look wake when you up roll in the out morning of the and put in a- bed, and you um, get up with your pedo tash and your fucking hair, and you just come straight in the podcast and look like shit. The so last I grabbed the nearest I things I've got, which is an Arsenal shirt and a Peaky Blinders hat. So fuck you.
3: Fuck me. Wake up in the morning and get a Peaky Blinders hat on. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, Sorry, Manny. Done. Can we talk about business? Lad? I
1: don't want to get you two arguing <laughs> about some foolishness <laughs> with Max's ugly hat, man. Listen.
2: I'm reaching for the podcast.
1: <laughs> Listen, we've got four players on the chopping block, man. Willian, Abameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe. These guys have been our consistent on the performance since Fulham. Now, I've asked the boys, right, Pick one player, have a little monologue about them, and we'll break them down. And I'm going to start with Max. Max, who were you given as a player to break
0: down? Mate, mine for today is Pepe. Um, And I think the reason why I've been given Pepe, why I took Pepe, is I've actually been very uh, Pepe positive and Pepe vocal over the last couple of weeks about finding ways of getting him into the team and finding ways of of getting him into the game. Um and I guess like my big my 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 big issue the thing that I'm coming around to now is the fact that it's not possible to look at footballers on a singular plane of talent and that seems to be what so many Arsenal fans have done and what I I guess I had been doing for the last couple of weeks as well where I'd been saying the talent is there, the spark is there, you know, the you know, if you look at that goal he scored, was it against Mulder where the first touch is with the bottom of his right boot and then he spanks it into the first corner? Was that Mulder or was that Dundalk? One of the two. And um, You know, and I came out of that saying, you have to play this guy. You have to put this guy into the team because he's got that spark. He's got that thing that no one else does. And as Arsenal fans, that tends to be the thing that we look at. We, we, we look at that, I, I guess, that matrix of ability. But I tell you what, after... And I'm talking about pre-red card, so pre-red card against Leeds. After that, I don't know whether this guy has the other part of the game, you know, the mental fortitude, the the mental toughness or the desire to be a successful player, to do the, the small things that it takes to be a successful player in a top four Premier League team. And I think to be a successful player in a top four Premier League team, it involves an application that lasts more than, let's say, one touch, two touches every game. I find it interesting that we spent so long as Arsenal fans and larger and larger parts of the fan base now looking at Theo Walcott's, looking at... Jovino's, looking at Ozil's, looking at all these players who didn't track and didn't do jobs and didn't have specific roles within their team where they had to hit specific markers. And and like it or lump it, I heard a lot of people saying this morning um, on Twitter, you know, you don't ask a horse to swim, you know, because a horse is there to to run. Sounds like a retarded comment, I know. But, um, and saying that, you know, why would you be asking Pepe to defend? And it's this, they're the same people who asked, why would you ask Ozil to defend? And do you know why? Because it's not 100% of your job, but it's 30% of your job. And even if you're not going to put a tackle in, your role is that you have to pull back into the space. You have to at least give the defender a reason or the attacker a reason or the midfielder reason not to want to go down that channel. And I don't think it can be kind of misconstrued this year. That teams have worked out where there are weaknesses and they play to those weaknesses. I listened to a really good... I saw it in the game, but I, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I, I, the really good tactical breakdown was from Clive from Arsenal Vision, which is very, very common because I, I think Clive's a, a bit of a footballing savant. Um, and he was talking about how all Leeds did after 15 minutes was work out that Pepe wasn't going to track, so they didn't need to put a midfielder on him. When, when they had the ball, they could just go. They could overload that side. And by all intents and purposes, he got an absolute bollocking at half time. And I felt that he wanted to get himself off that pitch. I felt that he didn't want to be there anymore. He fancied an early shower and he pulled himself off. Now, I mean, the question that I have, and I, I put this to Toby, and Toby really turned it around on his head and it changed my thinking because I put up straight away saying, I think Pepe is done, not as a footballer, but mentally. I think he's done all the reports we know about him. He's a very shy boy. He apparently doesn't – he's not involved in any cliques at Arsenal. He's been at the club for 18 months, doesn't speak a word of English. People don't know where he goes after training. He disappears after training. So there, there are massive red flags already about whether this guy has the mental fortitude or whether he wants to be in England or, or whether he'd rather be a big fish in a small pond in France. But I put it to Toby and said, I think he's done at Arsenal. And the thing that Toby threw back was, you play him now. You have to play him. He has to play every Europa game. He has to play every Cup game because otherwise you're just going to devalue what 72 million. Let's say 72 million has already come down to 50 million on performance. Well, you're just going to devalue him down to 30 odd million again. And I don't know whether you go again and you point at recruitment here and you say, when you're recruiting, did you not recruit for the person? Because I know when I recruit, and someone gives me a resume and they say that they've got all the skills that they require to pour gin into glasses and talk shit about it. The second thing I start looking at is whether or not that person has the personality to fit into my group, whether or not that person has the mental application to work hard when it gets tough. And it brings up these massive questions, again, you know, not just about Pepe, but about the people who bought him in and, and, you know, the 20-odd the, the million pounds that Raul pocketed. And how devastating it is that this team so desperately needs a guy like that. This team so desperately needs a, a, a spark, difference, like randomness generation, which he does. He, he's the guy who doesn't run inside his lane. But it looks to me, guys, like we're going to get stuck again with another devolving asset. Or we're going to end up with another guy on big money for a contract that we can't shift because he's 150 pounds for someone who hasn't done a lot the thing is
3: Zoe, the thing is sorry Manny just jump in there the thing is Toby spot on what he said and the reason Toby spot on with what he said is because you're going to get to a situation like you say Max where if you are a Matteo Guinduzi, you can afford to go fuck you see you later go and find another club because he was costing the club 7 million pounds this guy's cost us 72 million what then happens is you play that guy on for tomorrow night and hope that he has the game of his life because that is what's needed now we can't just I think he might be done at Arsenal I think he might be. I think Arteta has seen a player that he doesn't like anyway something very stupid. He's given Arteta a reason to treat him like dirt now. He was a player that come out and spoke very, very highly of himself and said that he needed to be playing football, which a lot of the fans actually wanted to see. And when he gets his chance, he didn't perform on the pitch and does something stupid. That for me is all the reason now for the manager to say, I told you you weren't good enough and look at what you've just done. This is now what needs to happen on Thursday night. He needs to have an absolute outstanding game with a goal or two and be the best player on that pitch to have any chance of turning Arteta's mind around that actually maybe it was just a bad night. And I'd like to see that happen because I think that this guy, there's something there. If this guy was a waste man, if this guy was a, you know, the Jovino's of this world, I wouldn't be caring so much, but there is some talent there. I can see something in this guy. I can see pace. I can see technical ability. I can see somebody who can drive um, at defences and cause some horrendous problems for them. When he's played centrally, he looks to me like it's going to be something that defenders would see as a nightmare. So, I don't really want to be giving up on Pepe just yet. But I think Max makes great points. And I also believe that Toby makes uh, some great points also for the pure fact that Mm. if we now drop this guy, it's 72 million potentially down the drain.
1: Hold
3: on, hold on a second, Scotty. There's the
1: problem, right, that I have with Pepe. Does he truly believe that he is supposed to be this great player? You know, does he truly, truly believe in his own ability? Because I see a player who's so lost. I see a player who doesn't have much spark, right? I see a player who, you know, is happy to do the bare minimum at the moment and have a problem with that because his ability and... We've, we've seen it. We saw it against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. We saw it against, you know, Sheffield United. He can be decisive. But I just don't believe that he believes he can be great. So there's a mentality issue with Pepe. You know, he's a guy who you need to, you know, constantly have your arm around. But at the same time, you know, you have your arm around him. But then he goes and he does what he did against, you know, against, um, against Leeds. Now, there was an overreaction. To that sending off right we've done a lot worse we've seen players do a whole lot worse the overreaction to his sending off was ridiculous this is a young man who made a mistake right he made a mistake and he's going to learn from it but I, I don't know I just I worry I worry about them but first of all we don't even play to his strengths and secondly he doesn't believe in his own ability so we have two issues there man
2: yeah I, sorry I've just been put off by Max's little banner uh, but yeah, what I was going to say is I was going to try and maybe go a different route on Pepe because I see everyone goes on about this seventy-two million pound and everything else. It's not him who's asked for the seventy-two million pounds. It's not him personally. You know, that was the deal that the between between club and club. You know, this hindrance that everyone seems to have against him costing seventy-two million pound. That's not his fault. You know, and as as Max says, he is a you know he comes across as a shy person. He might not want to interact with any of the team he might not even like any of our teammates his his teammates Mm -hmm. you know and we're in that same position we don't like half this fucking team exactly (laughs) you know he could be in exactly the same boat but you've you've got to notice the difference in between him playing in the Europa League squad and playing in the Premier League squad there's a huge difference in him seeing him play in the two different squads
0: Mm. why why is that but I think that's the amount of it look I've met, not, of, I've, met, I've met a lot of Pepe's professionally in my life, and they are people with all the skill and all the talent in the world and no desire to put in the hard work. Right? So you go and put you go put Pepe in a in a French league or in a Europa squad for that matter, where the standard player he's coming up against doesn't require him to battle for what he's doing. Then you go and put him in a Premier League game where every single inch of dirt is fought through like it's Gallipoli. You know, it's like the Western front. And and that's the thing that makes the Premier League so different to every single league in the world. You go play in France, you might be playing a handful of tough teams a, a season. You go and play in Germany, you've got a handful of tough teams in season. You go play in Spain, go play in Italy. You circle all the games on the calendar that are going to be truly difficult and hard fought. when you come to England and every single day and every game and it's piss pouring with rain and it's freezing cold and people are double footing you. And I just think he looks like, to me, again, I'm not bringing up the £72 million price tag because I don't care. We paid it. It Mm. is what it is. Raul pocketed his £20 million. I mean, I do care. I care financially that the club is going to find it difficult to recoup that. But, I mean, I'm like I said at the start, I'm more looking at, again, not just the recruitment from a money perspective, but the recruitment from a personalities perspective, The, the recruitment from where you're bringing in a guy. And surely someone flew out there and met him. Surely yeah, also there, got, there.
2: yeah, I was to go on what you were saying as well, but yeah, exactly. Someone's, surely someone's met him, they've recruited him, they've gone out, they've watched him, they've done everything. They've seen something in him. We've seen it in him. He's, he's produced them moments. You know, he has done it. But it's just, it's them little things that I'm thinking of now. It's like, we all know, and we're going to get on to these other players as, as well. But during that Leeds game, I thought he was really decent for at least... The first, the first forty-five minutes, I didn't think he was the worst player on the pitch. With, with the
0: ball, with the ball, he was fine. But, but the you, two it, shots of the two, the two overhead shots of Hector getting destroyed and Pepe standing with his hands on his hips in the penalty box. What I'm saying is, players in the past, we've destroyed them for that. Walcott got killed for playing lip service to defending his entire career at Arsenal. Right? Uh, we'd done the same thing to Urzel saying you don't track back, you don't do anything. Arshaven did nothing, tracked back and did nothing. It's another player who's come and done the same thing. The reason why I took such umbrage well, to it in this game I'm gonna say Mike, quick.
2: I'm just gonna say quick, but William wasn't very very good defensively either in that game.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, we have a player in
2: Tierney behind. Him. Do you think there's the quality totally maybe beautiful. the quality behind him as well? We've all slated Bellerin, we've all had a go at him about his poor defending
0: recently yeah, yeah. But my i mean, th- again, my not saying
2: again game he wasn't the worst player on the pitch by far if
0: you'd been if you'd been kept out of the team why is pepe been kept out of the team he's been kept out of the team because he obviously doesn't put the work in right because it's got nothing to do with skill and it's got nothing to do with talent i think we can all agree that if we were looking at pure talent we've said on here before i think pepe's our best ball striker i think he's our best distance shooter he's maybe our best set piece taker on top of that, there's a reason why the guy isn't getting into the team. The guy's not getting into the team because he's not performing a specific structural role that assists the people around the team to perform their structural role, when the people around him in the team are all equally flawed in other areas, and this is the situation that we find ourselves in at Arsenal. I think we as well, Max, you
3: got to look at you got to look at this as well. You look at somebody like Robert Pires, awful at tracking back, absolutely awful. But you forgive playing him. Playing in one because of the best it.
0: teams, playing in one of the best teams of all time, Dan, not surrounded yeah, by yeah. Ross.
3: Just let me finish. So you've got you've got Robert Pires, he doesn't track back, but he's okay because he does everything on the other side of the pitch, because he scores goals, he assists, he he creates. Pepe's not doing that either at the moment. So he's kind of Um, in the first team anyway. I'm
2: gonna stop you there quick. There was a comment, I think it was from Kai Kai Chen more chances than any other Arsenal player. So he's the only one who's creating chances. So when we say there's no assists or creativity or pushing forward, bollocks. I'm not, I am not. I don't buy it. And I agree with Kai on that one. He is not the worst player going forward. And yes, all right, questions can be answered even going back. I agree with you, Max. But I'm just trying to stick up for him a little bit here because I, I'm, I'm not going to go all in and say and go with you. I want to I want to get the full circle on this. I want to get everything. and, yeah, I'm gonna and I want to make sure everything comes out. I,
0: I think it can be misconstrued, Mike, to think that because Pepe is the guy that I'm pulling up, that I'm disregarding all yeah. the things he's done. I've spent the last four weeks calling for him to get back into the team. Mm. I was on the play Pepe at centre-forward bandwagon. Yeah, I was like, yeah, if yeah. you've got to carry one guy to do nothing and have no real defensive responsibilities, where do you carry him? Up top right where he doesn't have to do much and we don't press anyway so it's not a big deal. So I just want to put that to the side. You know, I'm not I'm not here to to slag off Pepe and say get him out of the club. I'm more talking about the kind of deficiencies that I'm seeing and how those deficiencies are affecting the overall output of the team. You know, I see people put this stuff up all the time like Oh, Willian didn't press in this game. But Willian has a history of working. He has a history of pressing. He had a very off game. He went off to Dubai, he picked up a muscular injury. So, um, you know, well, he does. He gets he gets through his he he gets through his work. Uh, he at least pays lip service to his work. Then, Manny, let's put it that way. He at least pays lip service to it. But anyway, you know, like I said, I'm not here to have a Pepe in or Pepe out argument. I think that we need to. I, I think that we need to make sure that this guy does one of two things for us. We've either got until the end of the year to get the most out of him to get him. Let's call it to make him become a more complete Arsenal footballer. Right. That's that's the, the first part. How do we make him a more complete Arsenal footballer? And that's going to come in a number of different segments. That's going to come from coaching. Uh, that's going to come from a little bit of mental coaching. That's going to come from integrating him, making him feel comfortable in England, making sure that he wants to stay in London, making sure he understands what the coach is saying, how the coach wants him to work and what he's doing. So all that part is to one side. The other side of it is, is if we can't achieve those elements or three of the four of those elements, which I just mentioned, we need to make sure that at the end of this, we have a saleable asset that we're not going to completely devolve his value over the next half of the season. Hmm. That's why he has to play. That's why why you've seen Mikel Arteta come out and put out a different comment. I saw it this morning on Twitter. It's very different from him throwing him under the bus yesterday, which I think he heavily, heavily would have regretted doing. I think that was a young manager. I think it was an emotional response, and I think as soon as the words came out of his mouth, he would have thought too much, too
1: far. Hold on, man. We've seen we've seen you know Alex Ferguson rip his players, right? We've we've seen it. We've we've heard him. You know, we've heard of him throwing. Alex Ferguson isn't the youngest
0: manager in the league with no fucking experience.
1: Max, Max, that doesn't fucking matter. Right. Ferguson was experienced and he still did it. All right. If Pepe wants to be, you know, if we want to make Pepe a standable asset, number one, he needs to do it on the pitch. Right. Now, I'm not going to, you know, throw him under the bus. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be backing him. And the abuse he got, because I want to address that, the abuse he got from so called Arsenal fans go fuck yourself. Disgusting, man. Right? Disgusting. Disgusting. Right. I hear all the time that, you know, we should back our players and we should do this, that and the other. There's a section of this fan base that are riddled with, with you know, they're parasites, man. Disgusting what they said about him. You should be backing him because this is his lowest moment as an Arsenal player. This is his lowest moment and we should be backing him. And what are we doing? We're throwing him under the bus and, and and you know, throwing disgusting abuse at him, right? So, We'll see what happens with Pepe. And I love the, the discussion about him. But I want to move on. Right. And I'm going to go next. Right. Because I'm looking at the comment. And Kai Chen put this one up. Right. And William puts the work in. And that's the player I decided to speak on. Because ah, I hate to say I told you so. And I'm not going to say those words. I'm just going to give you a list of players William Galas, Petr Cech, you know, Mikhail Silvest. You know, Kim Kallstrom, David Luiz. Ben Ayun, don't forget him. Ben Ayun as well. What do all these creatures have in common? has Never was, and never should have been at the Arsenal, right? And when the signing of Willian was, you know, was announced and it was, you know, in the airways that he was going to sign, I was screaming to the top of my lungs, no. Because what Willian represents to me, Is another example of Arsenal failing to address their issues and just piling on more and more problems. A 32-year-old with his best years behind him. What was that signing about? He comes in, has a great game, you know, against Fulham, has an amazing game, right? We all gave him plus threes. We all gave him man of the Mm. match, and we were like, oh, you know, he got more assists than Ozil in one game. blah, Blah blah blah. We were all saying that shit. What has happened since? We have seen a player who is boring. We have seen a player who doesn't affect the play. He's a structural player. We've said this. If you want to play Willian, you play him in a structure, great. What does he do? Max, you were saying that, you know, he was he was paying lip service to, you know, his, his duties. He was nowhere to be seen, William. He was nowhere to be seen. The guy was off for two weeks, and he looked like he went and played international football. I Do don't think- understand that signing. Hold on, Pod. I don't understand that signing, and I don't understand what the plan was. Signing Willian. We've just added another sheep. We haven't added a man. We haven't added anybody who's going to make us title challengers or, or make us even, you know, pretenders. We've signed another 32-year-old reject from Chelsea and we are not learning from our problems. Willian does not improve us whatsoever. It was another waste, another free signing that's going to cost
3: us millions. So Manny, why why do you think that his performance from Fulham and his performances of the last seven to eight games have been so different? And can he change it around because there's only nine games gone?
1: I don't know if he can change it around, but I don't know whether he has it in him. You know, he's, he's already lost, you know, a yard of pace and he's clearly being asked to do a job, right? Clearly, but he just doesn't affect the game at all on top of the pitch. So again, a front three essentially is a front two with William there because he doesn't do
2: anything.
0: But that's where he's been. That's where he's deployed in the wrong position. Because where against Fulham happened? he was against Fulham he was playing much more central in that game he was he was floating uh, I guess, in the game he was floating around but he, he was popping up central i think it was the Sheffield game where he was awful for a half and then he got moved onto the left of the midfield 3 and he was pushed up in behind and he looked quite good as well because i quite like him popping off and giving and going the problem is is that he doesn't have the explosion and the energy to get down a touchline anymore
1: I so think why that's did we, go- we sign him? Why did we uh, yet again and go and Manny? This this is this stadium, is the
0: million dollar this is the million dollar question. <laughs> These banners are getting out of control today. This is the million dollar question, Manny. You know, or should I say, this is the two hundred and forty odd thousand pound question, two hundred and fifty thousand pound a week question. And you can't say this wasn't an Arteta signing because apparently he pushed for it. Apparently he wanted this. This is something that he was desperate for. So, I mean, and then the other what scary thing about it as well you know? is then those same guys are on the phone to fucking what's his name in China trying to get him over here as well. The other Chelsea Brazilian reject who went over there. Yeah, William's on the phone. Oscar saying, Oscar, oh, come on. It's really nice over here, Oscar. We've got banana lounges. They give us a massage. We don't really have to do much in the game. Do
1: you see what I'm talking about? Do you see what I'm talking about? We've signed more sheep, we've added to the mess. We've added to a click, you know, the David Louise click, you know, we I haven't improved with William, mate. we haven't improved it. He doesn't bring anything new. So yet again, we've kind of, we've blocked the path for somebody who could actually have been effective. You know, possibly a Reese Nelson could have taken his spot. Possibly. Now I'm not saying Reese Nelson is, you know, is the answer, but watching him against Leeds, let's say this first, his delivery is shocking. I don't, don't
2: think
1: he is awful. Get him off set pieces. That was apparent last season. What is he still doing on there? However, at least he was positive. At least he was buzzing about the pitch. At least you know there was use there was youthful exuberance on the pitch. I look at Willian and it's slow. It's lethargic. It's boring. I, what was the point of this?
0: Mm, I don't think Willian would have played if Saka hadn't have played three internationals. Nah. Though I think his intention would have been to drop Lacazette and to drop Willian. And he was like, "Well, we've got this big run of games coming up. We're coming into Christmas, and if I kill Saka, I kill the team." So I'll give Arteta just a just a quick pass on that particular selection.
3: I did feel a bit sorry for Reese Nelson and Joe Willock actually, and he was one of the reasons why I felt sorry for him actually because Joe Willock a number of occasions in the first half, I thought, didn't have as a shock in the game as everyone else said. thought he was pretty poor but so was a lot of players. I actually thought he was trying to drive forward and there was two or three occasions just in the first half where William was beside him, behind him and I was, I was sitting there thinking, please move forward. Aubameyang was doing the same by the way, who I'm sure we'll come on to in a minute. But, we looked at Joe Willock, and I'm thinking, why are you the one driving forward? And then when Reese Nelson come on, everyone said he was terrible. I saw more driving forward from him than I did from Willian the whole the whole well, for a few games now. So I do not think that Eddie and Ketty or Reese Nelson and Joe Willock are going to make it at Arsenal. I just don't. I think they all need loan moves, and then we can look at it again. That's not going to happen at the moment. But personally, I do not actually believe. That they were as bad as people were saying. And I do actually feel sorry for the likes of those lads because they're playing with absolute dreadful people at the moment. So I, I was a little bit, I thought it was a little bit harsh on Reese Nelson personally. The reason Willie Ann upsets me so much is because I wasn't disappointed as much as Manny was with this signing. And the reason was is because he'd had a really good season at Chelsea, the one before. So I thought, you know what? He's 32. He's clearly got the the desire still, and he's clearly still killing it in the Premier League because he was with goals and assists. And I thought, you know what? I'm okay with it. It doesn't excite me. I'm not excited by it, but I'm okay with it. And what has happened in the first nine games is it's already looking like it's turning into another Kim Kalstrom or David Lewis situation. And that's why it's so frustrating. So I am with Manny so far. But I ask this question again. There's nine games. Can he turn it around? Manny thinks not. I think that he's got enough quality in him to see something more than what we're seeing currently now and that's what I'm clinging on to I'm trying to keep positive with him because he's all we've got at the moment man this is Pepe now sent off we're going to struggle
1: Oh this is tragic man to (laughs) me me it's tragic I just I want to believe because I want to be proven wrong right and I'm waiting for the day that somebody at this club and somebody in this team is going to prove me wrong I hate being right about my team and these players I hate it I hate sitting here and being like, I told you so about William because that means we are the ones who are paying for it. I can't stand it. Somebody prove me wrong, please. Right? So we're going to move on from, from William Scunny unless you had something to say about the move.
2: Nah, there's enough been
1: said. I can't be asked with him anymore. Well, you're going to be next anyway, bruv. Who did you pick, man? And,
2: and and break it down for us, brother. Right? Well, I went for a Bamiang because I am sick. To death of this guy now. I've had enough. We're nine games in. How many goals has he got? I don't know. One from a penalty? Two, maybe? I don't know entirely. Shows sure. anyone else know? Oh, it's two, two. goals. Yeah. yeah. Two well, goals.
3: One penalty, one
2: against Fulham, wasn't it? Two yeah. goals. And this is not the same Yang that we saw from last season. It's not the same Yang that we saw from the season before. You know, the season before, was he. he had the golden boot with two other people. Um, and then he was one behind Vardy on a, uh, for last season. So where, what's going on with Abamyang? Now, I'm sick of hearing, and I'm, I, whether you guys disagree with me or not, go for it, but there's no creativity bollocks. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sick of hearing it. The creativity is there. The chances are there. And I'm going to go with something that Manny says all the time. He just cannot finish his meal. He can't. He can't do it. He's not interested. We saw in the Leeds game, what what was he doing for half that Leeds game? He was always in defence. Why? Why is he there? We've been calling out for him to be in up front. Um, or Loads of people have been calling out for him to be up front in that middle position in a, as a forward. What was he doing? Exactly the same as what he does on the left half the time. Sod all. Running backwards, not really doing out, and not making really chances going forward. I saw, I saw him a couple of times making a couple of runs. And I think there was a time when, I think it was Reese Nelson tried to kick a ball into the box and he kicked off. But it's like, that's the first time I saw him kick off because he didn't get any service. It's like, well, where's the rest of the time he kicking off? But now you're kicking off mm-hmm. at a young kid when you had Pepe, William, and, you know, and Ceballos, whoever. You aren't kicking off at them. Why are you kicking off at a young kid? Who's only just, what? what is it? His first half of a game in, what, seven, eight games? You know, and this is what really frustrates me with him, and then I'm sick to death of it. And I'm, I don't know if anyone else agrees with it, but I think he's lazy. I honestly no, think there's, he's there's, lazy.
0: there's some things that I definitely agree with you on that, Mike. Now, you know, again, I'll I'll, I'll defer back to mm. you know the football savant Clive on Arsenal Vision, and he said, you can say that there's no service for him all day but the popping up between the lines runs that Saka has been making are the runs that Aubameyang was making last season. Yeah. So make make no qualms about it. He's not showing for the ball. Uh, he's doing a lot of wall pass at the moment as well. So where he's the ball comes into him and he pops off and that's mm-hmm. all he does. So the ball comes in from, from Tierney and he pops off back to Tierney and he says, well, you do something with it. You do something with it. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of petulance that's crept into his game where I, I think he's got to a point where he's maybe a bit fed up trying to do it himself. He's fed up trying to carry the team on his own back with his own goals. But guess what, champion? You just got paid the big money to do that. And you're the Arsenal ch- and you're the Arsenal you're captain. The captain. So I think he's you've got major captain. issues there. The second thing that I want to I want to cover off that I think has been really, really under analyzed is you've got a guy who when he scores Runs to the crowd, does a forward flip, pulls masks out of the crowd. Mm. Like he's very active on social media. He's a good time guy. And you've got a guy who's now been playing for the best part of what are we coming up to? Eight months without crowds. End of last season, start of this season, we'll be getting up to there. This is a guy who, who, who feeds. Don't forget that you know a lot of these professional footballers, they're sociopathic by nature. You know, they want to be in the FIFA game. They, they wait for their FIFA rating to come out. They want people to have posters of them, people to be cheering their name. They listen to their songs sung in the crowd. And I think when you've got a player like Aubameyang, I, I think you might be seeing a, a, a compiling effect on him just as time's going on. So you take the compiling effect of the fact that he's got the captain's armband and he's had it from the start of the season now. And he essentially got that captain's armband while Arteta was taking over. And there was very little pressure on the playing group because Arteta had come in and it was all on him. A manager had just failed. Now he's probably feeling the weight of that. He's got the weight of the contract on top of him now as well. I don't know whether Obamiang feels the weight of the contract. I wouldn't have thought he was a personality who would. I would have thought he was a personality who would have relished being the top-played guy in the team because he's, he's the icing on the cake. He's the cherry. You then get the whole no crowds thing on top of that. And then you've got this other piece, which I spoke about on Guns and Yellow Ribbons yesterday, which is about the unrest, the division, the factionisation within the club boiling underneath from all of these dross players who need to go. Now, you look at who Aubameyang is closest with. He's closest with Lacazette, who's miserable, and he's closest with Ozil, who's miserable. So this is what I mean about compiling elements. You know, people said, Oh, it's a positional thing. He needs to play center forward. He needs to play here, he needs to play there. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't look engaged. And if you've got a guy who's not happy and not and who's not engaged, who requires the adulation of fans to feed off, you've got a recipe for disaster here. Max. And once you've put that Max. much time yeah. and, that yeah. much yeah. and that much effort and that much finance into a single pillar, if he Max. stops firing, yeah. you're going to have problems.
1: I'm, I'm hearing a whole lot of woe is me from you, Max. I'm hearing a whole lot of woe is me, and I'm not hearing enough accountability
0: for no, about you've got anything. me misconstrued. It's still on him to get himself up to do those things. I'm he not giving him a pass a on any of those elements. I'm Max, not giving him shut a, shut a pass. I'm just making sure that those ingredients are shut in up. the bowl when you're you making the give him actually. the shit cake. Pull shut that up. Fuck you. you
1: you spoke, spoken, man. Shut up. I'm just going to
2: mute you, bro. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to say... I, 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 sorry, I'll, Sorry, go, I'm going to say... So, go, go, on, go on,
1: It's... There is a lack of accountability for Bamiyang himself. You are the captain. All right? And before you are the captain, you are a man. You take responsibility. He came out when he signed that contract and he said, I want to be an Arsenal legend. Big words, right? Massive words. So go out there and prove it. Go out there and prove that you want to be an Arsenal legend. Why is it that, you know, here's the the problem that I have with our front three. All of our front three, they don't move, right? And that's something that Toby brought up. The front three does not move. And Aubameyang is one of the biggest culprits of this. You want to score goals? Where is your movement? Where is your movement? Where is your desire to get into those positions, right? And as the captain, right, as the leader, Shouldn't you want to break up, you know, the so-called factions that Max is talking about instead of being in one? Why don't you be a man and hold everybody accountable as the captain and yourself? Go out there and fix it. Go out there and be men. But instead of being a man, we have another sheep as our captain.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, no, there, is, that, there is a few things I'd like to point out as well about Aubameyang recently. That's been another thing ever, uh, pissing me off about it as well, especially being the captain. Where was it for Guendouzi when Guendouzi did that at Brighton? Where was the captain? Another example, where was he at Leeds? What was he doing? You know, will looked like it was going to go down. Where was the captain? Why was not he getting involved? Where was he? laughing and he joking with someone else. laughing
0: and hugging yeah. Leeds players on the other side after That's the not
2: captain. And, exactly. And there's another thing as well is, this credit in the bank that I keep hearing, oh, he's got credit in the bank. No, 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 no. You're the captain. You're the... No, no, you've got, that credit's gone. You're the captain. You need to show it now. There's no way credit, credit doesn't hold for a captain. You go down the line of other Arsenal players and stuff like that, if you go down all them routes, would you accept Tony Adams doing that? Would you accept Patrick Vieira doing that? Would you expect, would you, you know I mean? Would you accept Thierry Henry doing that? No, you fucking wouldn't. Why should we, you know, why should we let Aubameyang get away with it? He's you a cap what? reach.
1: Before I bring, before I bring Potts in, man, because Potts, you've been quiet on this, so I'm going to bring you in, in a second, but can I just touch on, right? So we shouldn't accept our current captain, you know, laughing and joking with Leeds players, but. We shouldn't accept any of our players doing that. And one fucker, I just want to bring him up. Granite, Xhaka, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, right? This is another example, right, of Arsenal players, yet again, being a bunch of bitches. And I put Aubameyang in this as well. Kieran Tierney, right, the only fucker who showed any balls your only captain on the day, look how they treated him. Look how Xhaka was, you know, Pally Pally. And this is somebody that some people deem to be captain material. Your so-called leader is over there hugging and kissing this this his, his friend from Leeds. Meanwhile, your teammate who just got here, you're taking them away, protecting him from your friend. And we have too many players like that. Our captain is smiling and laughing. And the only one who showed any balls, any leadership, is a young Scott who just got here. That bothers me. Potts, come on in, bruv. What you got to say about this?
3: Mate, it's bothered me for a while about Granite Chaka. And uh, people were telling me that they've seen progress. They've seen him improve under this manager. One thing that hasn't improved is his uh, weak mentality. And this is another thing that frustrates me with this Arsenal team is the whole of them are weak. Because it wasn't just Chaka, it was Bellerin as well, another player who I think is mentally weak, who's standing right next to him looking at what's happening. If people can tell me that they are doing the right thing with what they did with Kieran Tierney, then please explain to me this. If they were so worried about Kieran Tierney getting sent off and they wanted to get him away from the situation, you be a leader and you take that dude that is your guy down the tunnel with you. Keep him away from all of the action. If it is that bad that you think he's going to get sent off after the game. I don't accept the... Attitude of he needs to grow up. He needs to become more mature bollocks. about this thing. This is bollocks because people that were saying that the other day were not saying it when Keown jumped on Van Nistelrooy. They weren't saying it when Vieira was getting sent off. They weren't saying it when Burkamp pretty much nutted someone at Sheffield United years ago. At high, they weren't they were saying it, it when passion. we
0: tried to fight. They weren't saying it when we tried to fight Dyer in the North London Derby. We were lauding Lichsteiners and lauding Genduzis for going and getting in their faces. It's but now everyone's like, we no, Jacker's is, Jack is the mature man for pushing Tierney away. It's, I hope you know Tierney what? tried to fucking headbutt Jacker in the tunnel for that, you and I hope that causes some rest. Chances are he
2: probably did. It's not just that,
1: boys. It's not just, you know, these same people who are loving up Jacker right now and saying he was mature. It's yeah. – ah, we have, as a fan base, accepted this mediocre – weak feeble mentality we have accepted that it's okay for players to do this shit we have accepted that a guy who throws the captain's armband on the floor and the arsenal shirt should be accepted right As a fan base, we have accepted that. So it doesn't surprise me that there are people out there who were slating Kieran Tierney for what he did because there are certain Arsenal fans out there who have forgotten what we were. And forgotten that we were a team of men who went out there and fought. If you kicked us, we kicked you. There's a section of the fan base that are happy with us being kicked and are happy with us turning the other cheek. They have forgotten what we were all about.
3: You've got to remember that Kieran Tierney is not an Arsene Wenger signing or an Arsene Wenger player. And the players that were doing the lack of leadership that we've just discussed were Granit Xhaka, Bellerin and Aubameyang, all signed by Arsene Wenger, all in that league, all, AW all in that yep. A.W. signings, all in Baku fucking up, all of them in the the last five, six years that they've now been here, failing consistently bad performances, liabilities in terms of their mistakes. So this is why I have more leniency towards a Yang than the three of you, because this is the poorest of his form in an Arsenal shirt. The last two seasons or two and a half seasons, let's say, that he's been here, he has been on fire in terms of his goal scoring ratio. He's been performing. He's been banging in goals. He is going through a shit time and I'm not sticking up for him because he has been terrible. And I thought his performance against Leeds was by far the worst I've seen in an Arsenal shirt from Aubameyang. I don't take the point you make, Max, about the lack of fans, just for the pure fact that I saw lack of fans in the semi-final where he batted City and lack of fans in the final against Chelsea where he batted Chelsea and then obviously in Liverpool he did the same thing. So in three of those games at Wembley in a huge stadium, he scored five goals in three games. He's just going through a poor patch. He is. He's just going through a poor patch at the moment, and he will score goals because that is what he is. He does fuck all else, but he scores mm. goals.
0: And I don't well, mind. He's missing that. out on £40,000 a week as well at the moment, guys. Don't forget about that. It's a 40 a week goal bonus for him. <laughs>
2: there we go. So why ain't he trying harder then?
0: Because the his contract's rate. too big. And why <laughs> why the He may be, the only be, one. be
2: going through a poor patch. I can get you that, done, but he's not even having shots on target. To so say yeah. he's going through a poor patch, he's not even doing that. That's what's really pissing me off. You know, when he shoots, he goes, oh, well, fuck off. Yeah, you know? <laughs> at least show some fucking... Comp- you know, show some passion or something. Like, you've, oh, you've fucked up. Like, fuck bollocks. Damn. Man. Not, oh, shit. Oh, fuck off.
1: I guess we can all agree on this. I guess we can all agree that we need to see more from our captain. I guess we can well, all agree... I guess we can all agree that leadership, right? Leadership and mentality is something that's been lacking oh. at this football club for me throughout the Emirates era. We're not serious. We don't have a mentality, right? And in, the, in this group of players, right? The only winner for me in this group of players is Kieran Tierney.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's the only winner. That's the only one with any mentality. But it
3: was in Scotland, so it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> Man, <laughs>
3: that's don't all I hear.
1: They haven't won anything in their lives, mate. Yeah, it may have been in Scotland, but Kieran Tierney can boast is that. Like, Look what I've won! I've come from a team of winners. His mentality is different, and he has come to a team who apparently have, you know, World Cup winners who are useless. The same World Cup winners are some of the worst signings that we've made in our history. He's the only winner there, and he's the only one who is showing it. Right? We have a lack of mentality and a lack of leadership. The captain should be the first one right there in the front line, taking his boys away from trouble and making sure that he is doing his part right now. Obama Young for me is just the sheep. He is following. He is not leading. And until he does that, we have every right to rip into the man. Goals or not. You're the captain. It's that simple. Now, Potts, you're, you're up,
3: bruv. Who have you got on the chopping block, man? I've gone for our top scorer, so it must mean that he's our best player. Uh, Lacazette. This is a player I respected a lot when he came to Arsenal, and the reason I expected his first two seasons was because I saw work rate, and I love players who work hard for the shirt. I don't care if you are giving 110% you're a fan of mine. You know what I mean? I, I always said that. And I said last night with Max on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, I said, listen, Welbeck and Iwobi, they might not be as technically gifted in certain areas as Willie Adam Pepe, but their work rate is great. And it always was. So, That's why I respected Lacazette in his first two seasons. Under Unai Emery in his first full season, he was player of the season for us. His work rate was outstanding, but he had goals as well. He seemed to form the best partnership we've had in a long time with Aubameyang up front and against Valencia and against Newcastle and Fulham. We were beating Fulham 5-1. We were beating Newcastle, looking like top four was pretty much there. Valencia, we absolutely annihilated with them two up front. And it looked like this guy was going to be one of the kind of exciting future of, uh, of Arsenal Football Club. Wind the season on two years or to date now. I have seen so many and heard so many excuses for this guy now. Back last season, he was had a knock. Yeah. Where has that knock gone? Has it still there? Has it gone yet? Because this knock, I think he might be injured. There's something wrong there. Then it turned into his mental strength. There's something mentally not right with him. Maybe it's because his missus is over the side or he's over the side with someone else. I'm sick and tired of the excuses. I look at what I see on the pitch in terms of the physical attributes of what Lacazette does. I look at his attitude and his behaviour on the pitch. And this is a different player. This is a completely different player to the one that I saw around the Unai Emery in the season but one gone. This is a guy who now is lazy, This is a guy who used to have work rate. He used to have an understanding of how to hold the ball up. His first touch is absolutely dreadful. Every time he's holding this ball up, it's not coming off for him. I want to read out some stats because he's only played seven games. He's got three goals. Now that would sound pretty good. Yeah. If you were to say you're a striker, you've scored three goals in the seven games that you played. He's had nine shots, six of which have been on target. Again, you'd think, okay, he's only missed three on target. Is so so poor when you look at what goals uh, are from those chances. He has missed three big chances that were on target for those. The one that he had was it from four yards against Leicester. He's had one when he went through and hit it straight at Allison. He's had uh, he's had the opportunity against was it. West Ham or Sheffield United that he completely blasted as well. Villa
0: header from the Tierney Villa,
3: thank you. Villa, Tierney's cross, okay? So those chances are the huge ones he's missed. And these are the ones that I jotted down. 15 passes per match. Now, some people might say that's great and that's fantastic. I don't believe that that is great. And the reason I say that is because he's been asked at the moment to come and drop deep, which means that he should be involved in a lot more of the play, which is what Aubameyang... Some people say can't do okay. So when you come in and you only manage 15 passes in those games, I think that personally is pretty shocking. And the one that gets me the most 14 in seven games. Every single time that dude has a player next to him, he fucking hacks him. He's too he's too vulnerable at the moment. That's the word I'll use. Lacazette is too vulnerable at the moment. And I don't buy this. Say at, the right? moment,
1: Potts. at the moment, pots?
3: Yeah, listen, it's mate. Been a listen. Year of the, bro. It has been a year now. So, what I look at with Lacazette is a player who I would like to do what I want to do with Pepe. Give the guy some time to turn his form around. He's had enough time. Pepe hasn't. This guy has. He is not the same player, Manny, that we saw under Unai Emery, in my opinion.
0: What's left on Lacazette's contract? Uh, he's, he's on 182
3: gray a week. 182K uh, no, no, no. a week and his contract runs time? out. Yeah, hang on. Let me finish. He's on 182K <laughs> a week and his contract runs out at the end of next season. So he needs to either be sold in the summer or he needs to sign. If he signs, he's going to ask for about 250K plus a week. Get rid of this dude in the summer. He's done. He is done at this club. That's enough said for me on that.
1: That was a nice monologue, Potts, man. And those stats really reflect what a lot of us have been saying about Lacazette, man. His attitude just stinks. You know, when he was in the Europa League matches last season and when he was supposed to be the leader for the youngsters around him, instead of being that leader, and, and we've mentioned this before, instead of being that man who led the team, he was petulant. He was, you know, you know, shouting at the younger players when they were making mistakes, throwing his arms around. Lacazette is useless. Let's just be real here. He is useless. He doesn't want to find his form. I don't see effort from Lacazette. His first touch, Lord of Mercy. <laughs>
2: I just remember one of his first touches in one of his last games. Jesus Christ.
3: Oh my and people God. wonder why Deschamps was picking Giroud over Lacazette and why he can't get in the international team. That's why. Because he's been terrible. Max has mentioned it before. He would
1: have Giroud back in the team over Lacazette. Because at least because Giroud has maximized the, you know, the he has maximized the skills that he had in order to make him the the footballer that he is. Lacazette won't even do that. He doesn't press like he used to. He doesn't hunt for the ball like he used to. He's lost it. At first, people were saying that, you know, it was his injury that he got early last season. It's not. I don't know what it is, but he's never been able to find his mojo again. And it's costing us. Look at his away goals record. That is an abomination for an Arsenal player. It's, it's an abomination
2: huge. for a striker, period, mate. It
1: mm. is, but it just, I can't understand it. And, you I don't know. I don't know
0: if you guys played the greatest football game ever made, but it was Pro Evolution Soccer. I think it was Pro Evolution Five, right? Yeah, the, just the just, just the best fo- the best football game ever made. And I don't know if you remember, but they had a little stat in there, and it was it was a little thing that if you got into the game, you could look at, and it was who they made better in the team. So you could actually get a player and put him in. It would show a little triangle and say he makes the winger better. Or he makes the attacking midfielder better. Giroud is that player, and I didn't appreciate him when he was at Arsenal because we were trying to play football that didn't suit him, and then we shipped him out and started playing football that would suit him. Like it makes absolutely, makes absolutely no sense what we've done. Just quickly on the Lacazette thing while I've got the hot mic, um, two things. Number one, you don't just forget how to play football overnight. That doesn't happen. And I went back and I said this on one of our podcasts. Someone sent me his highlights from 2018. He was running through brick walls for us. Uh, His turn and shoot, his shoot on the turn was wicked. He was nutting balls first time, top corners. Uh, He was scoring free kicks for us, dipping free kicks for us. This doesn't just dissipate. This isn't just something that just disappears. Now, I know he picked up the injury. I know he had a bit of a slide, but for me, a lot of it has to do with mentality again with him. And I've always felt that when Obamiang came in, because Lacazette got coddled and got put into the middle of that team, he played quite well because he was still the striker and they'd pushed Obamiang out to the left. And as Obamiang got better and better and better, as my wife grinds coffee really loudly in my ear... <laughs> <laughs> it's OK, it'll be over in a second. I'd put it on mute, but I was halfway through a point. Now it sounds like That's the
1: driver's did. run That's out of the calmer, anyway, as time Anyway, as time. As,
0: time as time went on and Obamiyang became more prevalent, as time went on and became more of the senior player and became the golden boot player and overtook him. Any more noise? That's brilliant. Anyway, um, bro, as, time on, as, 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 as time went on, as time went on, I know, she's 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 pregnant, heavily pregnant and angry at me. Um, And as time went on...
2: I want to see that coffee come in your face in a
0: minute. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Basically, let me finish my point. As time went on and Aubameyang elevated, again, to use the word, I feel like Lacazette has devolved as Aubameyang elevated. And I would have thought during this time that if Aubameyang was starting to slide off form, and strikers have a tendency to do this, like one's always up, one's always down. This is why you need squads of people. This is why when people choose just 11s and they say, I'll play the same 11 all the time. No one's in form all the time. People go through hot streaks. But I tell you what, it's been a long time since Lacazette had any form of streak. And people who say, oh, he got pulled out of the team after scoring three goals, go watch those three goals. Because one of them's in off his ass, one of them's a ricochet, and one of them's a tap-in. There's nothing special in what he did. And in those games, if you go back and read the Aspros Bros 3-2-1 stats, all of us, when he scored goals didn't give him maximum points. And a lot of us, I think I actually gave him negative points in the Fulham game and said, except for the goal, he was fucking garbage. I
2: think, yeah, you're not wrong, there. No, you're not wrong, man. It's
1: ah, it's tragic. boys. it's actually tragic that we've spoken about, you know, these four players, the way we've spoken about them, because you know what, We're gonna, we need them. He's come to a team. What the hell was that?
0: I opened my phone. It was you talking. So it was you talking while my phone was listening to you talk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: This is is why. This is why Victoria turned on the coffee machine in the background, bro. This is all karma. (laughs) You're You're a dick, bro. Anyway, (laughs) point I was making was we're going to need these guys, man. We're going to need these guys to find their form. Do I believe they're going to find it? I've got a little bit of hope for Pepe and Aubameyang. Lacazette and Willian, I'd throw them out into the bin, mate. I'd throw them out of this football club, especially Lacazette. Especially Lacazette, because he's had a long time to fix this. And he doesn't seem to care, because he doesn't show it.
0: This is I would put Eddie out on loan. I think Eddie needs a loan. I think he's had enough time, enough Europa games. In January, I'd get Eddie out on loan. I'd drop Lacazette to the Europa squad because we still need to play him to get value the same way Pepe is. And if we're trying to re-sign Balogun, I'd bring Balogun up the same way we bought Eddie up and start getting him 20 minutes of games, 30 minutes of games in Europa games, knowing that you've got Martinelli coming back as well. Because you know, if you just right. throw these guys to the wolves, they're not going to be worth anything. I don't know. What what, is, what does anyone think? Let, let's just round table. Number one, is someone going to come in for Lacazette? Because I shouldn't make people come in for bad players. People have taken bad players from Arsenal lots of times. But what's his actual physical worth? And I mean, including his residual worth, the fact that he, there is a good footballer there. Is he a £25 million pound player?
1: Max, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If if you know what if Arsenal is serious, right? If Arsenal is serious, you start getting rid of the clicks now. Mm. You start getting rid of the clicks and the players in those clicks in January. Lacazette being one of them. Put him in the shop window. I don't care how much you get for him at this point, right? Because he's not even a 25 million pound player. He's not You're not going to fetch that kind of money for him. Like that's that that ship has sailed. But if Arsenal were dead serious about actually wanting to build a side that, you know, that, you know, a side that goes somewhere, start getting rid of the clicks in January. If Arsenal was serious, I'd get rid of Lacazette in January, mate. He would be out the door. He cannot get to the summer with a year. We can't allow that. We can't because he can just decide to sit unless the the club that want to buy him offer him those wages. So, really, for serious, get. Rid of players in those clicks in January. Start to show some balls. That's what I want to see, mate. I don't know what everybody else thinks.
2: No, I agree. Um, that them clicks need to go. It's poison, absolute poison in the club at the minute. And them clicks need to start. You know that the club does need to start showing that these clicks can't happen anymore. And getting rid Not of going these, anywhere these, till Erzul
0: goes. It well, all, that, it all it, rides on Erzul.
2: This is your start now. He's got six months in January left. Buy him out. Just get rid of him. Just show a bit of promise. Or show a bit of, like Manny said, show balls in what you're doing. Why what? is he even what? training with the first team, boy? Fuck knows.
1: I well, to say, yeah.
0: I read two things on this. So, legally under contract law, you can't dissolve a player's contract unless that player is in breach of contract.
1: We know this or, one. Michael. The other that one.
0: His position is made redundant. Now you cannot force redundancies within a football club while you are still playing football. So the the concept of just going and giving him the money, he still needs to accept that money. The only thing he has to do is show up to a training session when he is asked. If he doesn't start, if he doesn't show up to training sessions, if he doesn't show up to official meetings or do what he is contracted to do then he can be removed. So it's rock man, and hard place with Ozil.
1: Get him training with the damn, you know, grooms with the gardens. Man. I don't know, man. Get him training with somebody else. I don't want to see that cunt. In, I, I can't. Mm. I can't because you can see the poison. He's on his Twitter during games. He's never on his Twitter during games. Trolling mm. the club. Why is he still with the first team? Allowed, you know, to, allowed to, to, to breed his poison. When Doozy ended up being a, a you know an Urso fuck boy, enough of this, man! Enough yeah. of this! Get him out of here! Don't get
3: him out of here! But this Don't is why we can't him wait for. The that. What the hell is he doing there? For what? This is- this is why we can't wait for the summer of 2021 because nothing's happening in January in terms of outgoings. I really don't see that. I really don't think any of them are going to say, do you know what? Yeah, I've got six months here. You're going to pay me. I'm going to go now. I think they'll just stay there for their six months training, dicking around. And I'm talking about Socrates, Mustafi, David Luiz, Mesut Ozil. They're all going to just stay there for six months. This is why the summer of 2021 is going to be massive because add to that list, Kolasinac will be leaving. You could even question mark the likes of Lacazette. Chaka, Bellerin, you can question it. Might not go, but you can question it because I believe, honestly, wholeheartedly that Arteta does want to have a complete revamp, but he has to be realistic about how he does that. You can get rid of more than two players per window. There are fans out there who believe you can't. We saw it in 2016 with Arsenal where we got rid of about 17 players, some of which were in the reserves, by the way. But we got rid of about 17 and we just had a clear out and that was under Arsene Wenger. So when a new manager comes in, of course we can do it. But at the moment, it's hard because nobody wants these players. Nobody's interested in them. Nobody is. I remember doing a podcast with you, Manny, probably one of the first ones we did. From that list of players that we wanted to go, Carl Jenkinson's the only one that's left. El Nini's still <laughs> here. Mustafi's still here. is still here. Kalasanak, oh Ozil. These players are all still here. And this was at the start of the Unai Emery season where he, we got sacked. The only players that have gone were Carl Jenkinson and I think maybe one more, but I can't even think who it is for now. Everybody else is still here. This is why we are stuck where we are. And people can blame the manager all they want. Yeah, these players have the worst mentality that even players in League 1 and League 2 have better uh, mentality for. You can be a bad footballer or you could be an average footballer or you can just be a good footballer. If your mentality is shit, you will always be a poor footballer. Look at somebody like James Milner or Jordan Henderson. Technically, they're nowhere near the level of Meza Ozil, but look at where they are and what they've won because of their attitude and their mental strength. Sorry, Manny, go on.
1: You know what? This, this is actually a conversation for another podcast, man. Yeah. it it truly really is. You know, this is something that we've we've spoken about for quite some time, and and you don't even have to go that far, man. Go back to the Europa League final. Look at that starting lineup, and how much has it changed. And then you understand why, as a football club, we are not moving forward. Anybody right now who is who is questioning our please do because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But anybody who is screaming "et cetera" after ten months, and after you know inheriting a team full of losers, you're an idiot. I have no time for anybody who is screaming "et cetera" after ten months when you have to deal with the squalor that is this Arsenal first team. But that's a, that's a conversation. Oh,
2: come on, come I was gonna say, uh, do you know what? Now, after after seeing all this and seeing how it's happened with Arteta and all these players, I actually feel sorry for Emery. I really do. So I do feel I. for him. You know, at the time, at the time we was yeah. At the time I was, you know, we were criticizing him. I think everybody was. By right, we were criticizing him. But now you look at it, it's like it's just gone. It's just repeating itself again. <laughs> And you're like, well, actually, I don't- was it Emery's fault? No, it was not It was these players. No, it was partly Emery's fault.
1: Mm, look, the thing with you Emery is he didn't yourself, he man.
0: didn't stick he didn't stick to task. Emery started this. Yeah. He dropped players. He left mm. Ramsey out. He left Urzel out, and then he shit himself. And he brought them back in. He destabilized everything he'd done, and then he lost the entire dressing room because mm. he had one shot to come in and say, "You, you, and you." You can all fuck off. And I'm, I'm, there's a little bit of fear in me that Artette has done something similar because he came in yeah, and said, you man. know, you're either with it or you're not. And I think then he's gone, okay, but I need that guy and that guy's undroppable because management isn't linear. You know, mm-hmm. your one size doesn't fit for everyone. You can come in with the biggest statements in the world and say, this is how I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to do. But you have to be flexible. And the problem is if you start off as a hard line and then you start applying flex into that hard line, What happens with all humans is they will find the cracks and they will start to take advantage or they'll find the cracks and they'll start to slip through them. You know, my thing always used to be if I bought my own team into a new venue and I took over a venue and I always bought my own team in there, I'd chin one of my own guys in the first couple of weeks. I'd fucking chin him in front of everyone. So everyone knew it doesn't matter who you are, I'm coming for you. I feel like that's what Arteta wanted to do and how he's fallen on his sword. There's a reason
2: why you got hit with a bar stall, mate. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 no listen boys listen boys, no, i, I get I guess guess what you're back. saying Max. sorry man i'm just gonna say this quick i get yeah. what you're saying Max. i actually somewhat agree with you but this is the worrying thing january you have to pick your premier league squad again oh lord yeah don't You won't do it will the cracks start showing then You oh, won't do it. it this is this is the thing and you say that the crack showed with you know with Emery, and he was an experienced manager. Arteta's a very inexperienced manager. Funny, but I'm not we're not even going to entertain
1: this, man. We are <laughs> not. We're not going to entertain this. Can you imagine
0: the-, the division? Can you well, imagine I'm what it. would happen with Twitter? Oh, yeah, I don't bye. even want to think
1: about it. I don't even want to think about it. But I want to leave. I want to leave the listeners with this, man. You've I'm putting a seed in there.
2: I'll do for me.
1: We're just. We're not even going to entertain this, guy like, We're just not going to do it, man. But I want to leave I want to leave the listeners, the ones who are still here with this man I need you guys to go back to April 2019, right? Before we went to you know to Dubai for that, for that useless you know little break, we beat Manchester United and I remember saying on the podcast, you, we will see whether this team has improved if they secure top four. They didn't do that. They then went to Baku and bottled it they then came back the following season and done worse and down tools on emery i fear that that is happening again Mm. the common denominator right in the plight of arsenal football club at the moment are the players if you're going to keep defending these players they're good enough this that and the other you actually love this you want this so, you know what, I don't want to say they're down in tools on Arteta just yet, but Arteta has chinned them, and yet again, you are seeing the weak come to the full. Boys, thank you a lot for joining me, man. This is, I think this has been the best Ars Bros Extreme that we've done. I think we're getting pretty good at this, man. Scotty, as always, thank you, bro.
2: Pleasure, as always, mate. Max, you ugly bitch. <laughs>
0: uh thanks champion thanks
1: but take that down man take that down. what's wrong with you man <laughs> 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 but as always man i'll be seeing you tomorrow man i'll same old arsenal
3: man thank you for hey, coming on yeah. here dude. hey man, no. it's all good friday 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 friday, yeah. friday friday man and i look forward to it uh that will be a great show as this has been. I've really enjoyed this boys. I really have, because it's not been about just ranting. It's been about healthy debate about why these four players are not performing at the moment. And it's not let's slag off four players and see which one we all hate. It's actually been quite constructive criticism in certain ways. And it's been really enjoyable. So I really appreciate you boys for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. Twos and throws,
2: mate. That's what it's all about. Yeah, man. So come back again scunny will be hosting the friday night preview i believe what time is it going to yeah. be on friday Scunny? Uh, probably the same time as what you and dan are on so i'll get no no viewers so it's all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> man the friday preview show is fucking quality all right it is. It if, you're is. Not, if you're not over there if you're not over there supporting the boys man you're missing out it's a quality show scunny hosting with jerome with Corey, they had Big Steve on last week. I don't know who they're gonna have on this week, but going. I'm trying,
2: to get, the- I'm trying to get the old man on. I reckon. Old oh, Trev. Yeah. Well, I'm to old
1: he's
0: a cr- he's a cranky old man. The cracks are forming an old man Trev.
2: Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to have Trev I'm on here. I'm probably the man. worst person that's gonna try and bring them out. <laughs> yeah, <please laughs> just so open them up that little bit more. Please <laughs> do, Sonny, man.
1: But as always, we'll probably be back next week all the week after i don't know i don't schedule these things man. we just pop up and we just you know come on here and have a conversation man so until then i'll catch you on the next one